Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Michelle Jong. And she is a founder and managing partner of Fire Capital, a real estate investment group that balances purpose, people, and profits to achieve great returns across all segments. Fire Capital holds partnership interests in over 500 units across seven states throughout the South, Midwest, and West Coast. And so Michelle and I were talking a little bit and introducing ourselves and sharing some stories. And so it's really interesting because her background and my background is very similar. And so I'm super excited to have her on to the podcast today and sharing her experience in real estate. So welcome to the show, Michelle. How are you doing? Great. It's a pleasure. And thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Michelle, can you share with our listeners a little bit more about your background and how you got started with real estate? Absolutely. Well, my background is mostly considered me a serial entrepreneur, and I've been involved with large as well as small startups in the mostly tech space. I started out in real estate in 2017 through our, the RE Mentor program, and I have grown steadily because life is about a marathon and not a sprint. So I've been growing my assets across the multiple states so that it's actually now over 700 units. I just made an investment in North Carolina. So Michelle, working in tech, especially up in San Francisco, you hear about these big tech companies, a successful career that you've been able to establish and gain for yourself. So why real estate? Well, I mean, a huge amount as a single mom, working mom, working professional in tech, used to working these crazy hours, 60 to 80 hours a week. And as a single mom of two young kids at the time, taking care of two parents. So I was truly the Gen X sandwich generation. I really had to think really long and hard of what really mattered and to be present for my children and for my family, to be present for my loved ones, something had to give. So I made the switch over to the commercial multifamily space because it provided me as a professional that flexibility to be present for those that I loved. So it's so interesting because when we were talking earlier, our mindset and the way we think about family and how we approach life and what we're trying to achieve on that aspect is very similar. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I should be interviewing you. <laughs> well, we can interview each other. <laughs> We can make this a dual interview. (laughs) But how did your background and the culture that you come from, how did that shape the way you thought about family and what that lifestyle looks like for you? Well, again, I mentioned earlier that flexibility, it's being present. It's not so much the presence, but it's the present that I can provide and being available for those important moments. Two weeks ago, my daughter just graduated from high school. So I'm, yes, (laughs) you survived. (laughs) Congratulations, Leanne. And congratulations, mom. (laughs) (laughs) But it's those moments that led up to that point, those hard moments. Both my girls are athletes. And I can't tell you how many 
times I would have to wake up at 4.45 in the morning to help drive my daughter to swim practice, for instance, to be present for those long weekends, early three to four hour drives, which I'm still doing, to be present and help out for those climbing meets, the swim meets, et cetera. So that is important, being present for my uh, mom as she was aging and visiting doctors, et cetera. It's those moments that you can't recapture. It's the little moments that count. And that's why I made that career choice and career decision to create that flexibility, but also to grow and create a legacy for my family. And what better way to create a legacy than through real estate? I mean, that is the primary motivation why I called my company FIRE. F-I-R-E stands for the financial independence through real estate. And as a single mom who was struggling for many, many years post-divorce, I had to find that path and the path that I found towards that financial freedom was thankfully through commercial real estate. Coming from the culture, it's not just caring for the younger generation, but it's also thinking about and trying to care for the older generation as well. And how do we incorporate that into our lives and how do we figure out what is a good viable path and opportunities for us to be able to do that? Like you were saying, at the tech job, even though it was a high paying career, you were very successful in doing that job, but it didn't allow you the lifestyle to be able to take care of your elderly parents, care and be there for your younger kids. And so something had to change in your life. No, absolutely. Something did have to move. And like a lot of like yourself, myself, and a lot of your listeners, I mean, we all at a certain point in our life have to make that decision, however hard it's kind of like this doesn't work for me moment to make it diplomatic. And it's those long cubicle hours. We weren't remote working at the time so much, but it was those long cubicle hours that you're just scratching your head and going like, what am I doing this for? How is it helping me achieve that meaningful life? And for me at the time, I wanted to create something, what I consider more like planting seeds. I want to create real estate is like planting seeds. Some of them are going to grow really fast and some of them aren't. There's no magic. There's no silver bullet in this space, in any space, really. You put in the effort, you put in the hard work. And with regards to this type of work, it created that maximum flexibility so that I could have those times with my mom when she was in the hospital or my dad to help him with the doctor's appointment. Like yourself, I chose purposely to live close to my parents so that I could be present. And at a certain point in your life, especially my mom got really sick during the pandemic. It was complete air the life, just everything shut down like all of us experienced. It was one of those come to Jesus moments, to be perfectly honest. And you have to choose at a certain point in a situation where I had to walk away from a deal because my mom entered hospice. And you can always find that deal. You only have one mom. So the choice is pretty easy. You're given certain choices in your life. And I was very fortunate to be able to choose a path that gave me maximum flexibility to be present for um, those I love. Yeah, because sometimes we are so focused on wanting to build that level of success. And I think, especially coming from like immigrant family and them having nothing, I think a lot of that stems of trying to 
give them more or make them proud that they were able to give us the opportunities that they didn't have when they came to this country and making something of that and achieving more than what they've been able to do as a way to repay them or to show that what you did was not in vain and that we've been able to succeed where we are today because of what you've been able to sacrifice. I'm smiling. I'm wondering if we have the same parents. (laughs) (laughs) Very similar. (laughs) We grew up very similar, it sounds like. I'm blushing, but it's true. What can I say? Both our sets of parents survived the war. And exactly as you put it very eloquently, there is a lot where you're struggling to be enough. You're struggling to be the provider on all levels, physically, financially, emotionally, on both sides. And you're in it right now as well, being that sandwich generation, trying to maintain both generations while also maintaining yourself. And it's not easy. <laughs> That's not easy. Hence, you know, the constant flow of coffee. (laughs) But yeah, I've been very grateful for being given all these life lessons by my parents. So really, at the end of the day, the values are what matters. It's values that working with people with integrity that share the same values, whether it's family or work ethics or whatnot, that understand that life happens. And to be flexible around that, to be focused on the team and the greater good as opposed to individual gains. So that's what I'm trying to achieve or I have been achieving through FIRE. I've been very fortunate to work with some amazing people in my life. Thanks to the network I built, you are your reputation. You really have to safeguard that, as you know. And Yeah, it's been a great ride. I've been very, very grateful for those that helped me on my journey and continue to thank them. So, So Michelle, for you, when you made that shift from working the tech life and moving into real estate, how was that transition and how did you find success in the path that you took? The people are different, but the skill sets are somewhat the same. I've worked in a lot of business strategy, product development, business development, et cetera. So you could take a lot of those skill sets. If you're familiar with Excel, then you might become in real estate, like the guru underwriter. If you're the strategist, if you're this, if you came from sales, you might be the best networker in terms of capital raiser. So if you're looking to transition, whether it's through tech or through in another industry, really think hard about what are those transferable skill sets? For me, a lot of it was numbers, it was analytics, and then I grew from there. So you build your reputation by and your brand through that transferable skill set. And then there are actually a growing number. There aren't a lot of tech people right now in the real estate space, but it's growing. And it's something that I'm seeing that trend, especially for those people that are faced with similar situation of sandwiched what's my next career move? Or I'm feeling a little ageism in tech, as we all might have experienced. And I need to think about my next move. I know a lot of listeners are looking, they have a W-2 and they're looking for what they can do to achieve financial freedom. And another move is through passive income streams. And that's where I started in real estate to creating those small like seeds of passive income streams. And I 
turned out that I really enjoyed it. I really liked it and I went full time. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So Michelle, where did you start off within real estate? Did you start off with commercial real estate as uh, real estate first as your first investment? And did you start to branch out in other areas? I actually started off buying a portfolio of single family homes, thinking that I would be able to make a social impact on a small town's development, et cetera. And it turned out that wasn't really working out from a community development perspective. A lot of single family home tenants operate more as fiefdoms and separate so I quickly pivoted over to purchase uh, to the commercial side to apartment buildings, because when you purchase apartment buildings, you obviously purchase a built-in community. So whether it's like a small multifamily building of 30 units, for instance, to upwards to 100 plus units, you can make an immediate impact under one roof across the board, across many different generations, religions, classes, et cetera. So that turned out to be a lot more interesting. I have focused a lot on affordable housing, workforce housing, coming from a poor immigrant background. It was something that was near and dear to my heart and something that I've always wanted to nurture. So that's been my focus since the last five years, and uh, I don't see that changing. So how do you view financial independence today? And what does that mean to you? It means don't put your eggs all in one basket. (laughs) (laughs) So there's really three types of financial independence is a marathon. First of all, it's through those little efforts that you make every day that allow you to achieve in the long run, like five, 10 years from now, what you define as financial independence and financial freedom. What I consider that or what you do might be completely different. I don't need a Learjet, for instance, or a private yacht. Um, Some people might, and that might be theirs, but that's a different price tag. Mine are, are just simpler. It's be present for my children or my other family members to, uh, to make a difference, um, to, to set up a, a scholarship fund for high school students that want to go to college, um, things of uh, things of that nature. So that's my why. Um, every person's why is different. And then you backward engineer. For me, again, a lot of your listeners have W-2 jobs and are kind of looking, one of the reasons why they're listening to your podcast, trying to figure out and explore other income streams. And for me, I was listening to a similar podcast many years ago, trying to figure out what my next move is. And I was able to achieve that fire in fire capital through real estate. I started off with investing and then I moved on a passive investing. Then I moved on to becoming an active general partner. 
you know, it's taking those baby steps to achieve your long-term gain. So Michelle, what's next for you? Oh, after celebrating my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Her graduation and your graduation. Well, I mean, I'm still going to be in the thick of it as a mom of teenagers. Just because they go off to college doesn't mean they don't need their parents, at least, or let's just say for other reasons. They still need their home base. (laughs) They still need laundry to be done. (laughs) No, but all jokes aside, for the next few years, I'm still very much a present mom for my second one. And then, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to becoming more nomadic, to be honest with you, because a lot of the things that are my wise, I could start implementing. I'm still taking care of an aunt and my dad, and I'm still taking care of my daughter. So that's not going to change for the next couple of years. But work-wise, it's going to be growing more and more assets. And I would love to be in touch with any of your listeners on how they can get into this space I put out a bunch of free education and content because, again, knowing that I've been in every listener's shoes not too, too long ago, you know what they're looking for. You know some of the questions that they have. How do I evaluate deals? How do I look at good opportunities? How do I know I'm accredited or not? I can invest or not. And all of that, I would love to invite your listeners to check out my website if possible. There's a free content area in the blogs and insights. And there I come up with fresh content every week and it's all free. Where can they go, Michelle? Yes, the website is Investing with Fire, F-I-R-E. So it's uh, I-N-V-E-S-T-I-N-G with fire.com. So Michelle, how has real estate investing impacted your life? I'm sorry? How has real estate investing impacted your life? Oh, tremendously. It's given me that freedom, that peace of mind. It's given me from a very Buddhist saying, you know, not, well, the seeds and nurturing those seeds. It's knowing that I can create that legacy wealth for my children. It's creating that peace of mind of me knowing that I can cover the bills or I can be present for those that I love. It's helping me achieve my why. So Michelle, what is the one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? Goodness. Is this not really real estate related, but it's important across all sectors. And you and I talked about it earlier, but working with people that share your values, the integrity, that is so critical for me. The trust that you need to build. Because all of this is like little marbles that you put in the marble jar. It's those little moments, those little actions. And it can easily get destroyed in a second. So working with people that you really, truly respect and respect you back and that you value, that have integrity, that is something that I wish I learned. Well, you learn. You just learn the hard way. (laughs) And I think it goes back to the reputation aspect that you had talked about earlier, because when you're working with other partners and people, your reputation is also on the line with working with them. So if you have people who align to your values, you know that your reputation will be safe because they align to you and what you're trying to achieve. Exactly. And so Michelle, what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing? Well, we talked about briefly the values and the ethics, but also it's hard work. 
a lot of people talk about that one deal and then it's it's and you're going to be on that beach reading your favorite book in a hammock. Sort of <laughs> burst your bubble, but it's hard work and it takes some hustle and you have to commit to it. It's not an overnight success. And yet looking back and reflecting back five years, you realize, wow, I have come really far. It's those day-to-day moments. I learned one thing. Well, it's, it's literally called one thing. Every moment I write down or I have a mental checklist of all the things that I have to do, but I always prioritize that one thing that will always help me move the needle forward on towards my dreams and goals. And it's that iteration. There's a book called Atomic Habits that discusses and covers in depthly what I'm talking about, that one thing. It's those small little movements that start adding up. And it's true. It's true with your health. It's true with your personal goals, with your professional goals. So the challenge is what is that one thing you can do today? Because everyone can do one little thing today to move that needle. Michelle, thank you so much for all of your time today. I appreciate it. And I'm so glad that we got connected and that you're able to share your story on the podcast today. No, I'm thrilled. I definitely want to talk about, I want to meet your mom. I can call her over now. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a real pleasure talking with you. And I welcome your listeners to reach out to me anytime. My email is michelle at investingwithfire.com. Com. If you have any questions, please check out my website. And yeah, we'll love to work with all of you and stay in touch. Thank you so much, Michelle. Yes, likewise. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Zayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.